Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Lightning How Poetry Found Me podcast, where we discuss matters of how to solve internal issues through writing. But most of all, most importantly, we just try to get here and to encourage everyone to live their best life, get to a point where you can achieve your goals, have a perspective of everything always getting better. And always document, in this case, um, write the processes and the steps for your life so that if you happen to leave this plane, which we will, we have a legacy that our children or the human family can build upon. And I took a lot of thought on this particular podcast to try to find an issue that I feel that all human beings across the world may struggle with until they reach an enlightened stage about what life actually is. How do you live it? And what does it mean when you live it fully? And this particular thought kept coming into my mind about healing. And you must heal your internal wounds in order to grow. Physically, like you can scratch your arm or somebody could hit you or you could hit somebody. And that will leave an indelible mark in your mind. But eventually, you physically, you get over those scars. But the thing about the mind is, once it feels like it's been damaged or harmed, it is always hard for it to overcome, to try to see the brighter perspective of life because there's been so much internal damage that it becomes difficult for you to feel as if you could move on. I remember one time me and my brother, you know, we would get to arguing and pushing each other around when we were young. And when we would do that, you know, we would feel like we disliked each other. But it was never that, it was always love. It was still trying to be young men to grow up to make something of yourself. And in the instance as you grow up and your mind reflect back on those things, you often ask yourself in retrospect, was that even necessary? Well, at the time it could have been. When you get older, you realize that those things aren't necessary in life. And you try to do what you can to impart that upon a younger generation of people. And you try to get them to understand that love triumphs all things. But getting to love is, getting to love in the level of development is a tough thing. Because love seems like it involves being hurt until you can get purified enough to know what true love is. But the thing about healing is, no matter what you grow through, anything that's painful, your mind needs to eradicate that so that it will be able to see the beauty of living. And sometimes when you're damaged so much, so heavily, consistently in your mind, you feel as if you can never get out of those dark clouds. And the thing about living is you're going to have to fight through those anyway. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to to me, to appear that this life can have it where you will escape pain. 
it seems like it's ordained for you to have pain just to get some type of gain in life. And in particularly living in the country that we live in, like America. But I'm pretty sure it has to be the same way with someone sitting down somewhere in another part of the world thinking about how can I get past all this pain? What is it that could be said or done? What is it that the universe can show me or God can show me or that some enlightened being could say that'll make me get past all of this pain? So that I can have a mind of innocence and then I can get out and maintain and gain those things that are necessary in life. The hardest part about that is, is that there's not, there's not going to be a perfect word or there's not going to be a perfect formula. There's not going to be someone that's going to appear out of the clear blue sky and say to you, my dear son or daughter, this is how you escape pain. No, your mind is going to wrestle with these things. And as long as your mind is wrestling with these things, then it's trying to find a solution for you so that you can have peace in this world. And the main thing about this particular world that we live in is that we're supposed to see some joy in it. We're, we're supposed to be elevated enough to know that there are going to be struggles, but the majority of my life is that I'm going to heal from the hurt that I have just so that I can see if there's any joy in life for me. And most of the time when we listen to gurus or we listen to motivational speakers or we listen to psychologists or we listen to philosophers or we listen to entertainers, we're trying to listen and find a way to use some of that information that they have given us to make our lives better, to understand that even though life at this particular time, it seems to be insurmountable for me to overcome all of the odds that I have. There's still room for me to have a healing process. And me personally, I struggled with that for a long time with my struggles to get to a level of clarity. And I still struggle with it to this day. There's not, to me, living in the skin that I'm living in now there's not a perfect answer to your problem. The only perfect answer to your problem is once people give you the information or you've read enough books or you've thought about it enough is that you have to come to an epiphany to say, ah, okay, I have to correct this. Nobody else is going to correct this for me. And what lies inside of you is your own solutions. And the world is inundated with so much information that they don't have time for their own thoughts. We don't have time to wake up really early in the morning when everybody else is asleep and just sit and just think about our lives and come from it with a positive experience about evaluating what we should be now and what we should be doing. And that even though the past is a, is a mental state of mind, that mental state of mind is still impacting my present moment. And that's what you're always trying to eliminate, right? The mind that goes back to the past that causes you to have these pains about your shortcomings puts a cocoon around you where you feel like you won't ever break free. You won't become the butterfly because once you become encased in problems, then you think that your whole life is about problems. And I had to struggle with that. I had to really fight every day of my, my writing life to elevate my mind beyond the losses 
that I consider to be detrimental to my whole existence. And I'm fighting this every day just to find a way to reconcile the fact that life is filled with people passing passing away. Life is filled with people bombarding you with negativity. But how do you how do you fix your brain to heal from all of the scars that were past you to have it where you can be in the present moment and make the life meaningful? Number one is you have to determine when you're able to understand. And the reason I say you have to determine when you are a child, you can't determine overwhelmingly that you want to be positive. You're a child. There's no formula for you to being a child, you're supposed to be free enough with parents' observations to make your life whole. And that when you get older, when you encounter problems, it won't be so hurtful that you can't get up from them. And speaking of just getting up, getting up before everybody else is one part of the solution to your problem. Because if you get up before other people, that means you can get your mind geared toward what today may be, what it may bring, and how you feel you need to handle it going forward. And some people say you should even write your goals down when you get up before everybody else. So that you can have a plan of action that would help you plan out your day to heal from what you didn't do before. If you didn't get up early before, that means that your mind wasn't ready for you to make that effort to do these things. But if you're getting up earlier going forward, then your mind has that moment where it has that clarity or it seeks to help you with your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. And it might even help you to write. It might help you to compose music. It might help you to deal with relationships. It might help you to see the company that you work for differently. Or it might even encourage you to get out on your own once you're prepared enough to be that entrepreneur that you feel you need to be. But whatever you're trying to do, your life is always in your hand. And if your life is in your hand, then you have to determine and understand what greater heights are you trying to reach. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, there's not a person that's alive that don't want to be happy inside. But the struggle of trying to heal all of the pain that we have heaped upon ourselves seems virtually impossible to overcome. So we're we're left to see the world through the lenses of hurt. And when I started, before I started writing, and my mom passed away, it just seems like everything was about hurt. And I just remember clearly thinking that she wouldn't want me to live this way, hurt all the time by her passing and not enjoying life. But I know in my mind that was hard for me to to get over initially, even though life showed me at the time that nobody lives forever, that there's a time stamp on everything. If you take care of yourself and you let and you don't let the weight of the world 
pull you into that abyss of pain and lack of accomplishment, then maybe you can see those things that are, excuse me, maybe you can see those things that are standing before you and you'll be able to overcome the, the demons that haunt you every day of your life. And when you don't succeed at something, you really feel that life is just not worth it. And you know, the thing about human beings, they can never see a small victory because all victory must be enormous. But before you have an enormous victory, the first appreciate the small ones. And in appreciating the small ones, you begin to heal the small sections of your mind. The mental capacity begins to grow if you can heal the small ones. And those are the things that people forget about, the small ones. And for me, the small one was, how do I take all this pain that's in my brain and allow my mind to be clearer than it is right now? That was back, this is me just telling you things that happened to me in the past before writing was involved. How do I ease these burdens that I feel when my goals haven't been accomplished? What does it take to see the value of my life as it relates to all the things that around me with all the loss that I felt that the universe had dealt me. And you know what's funny? Even when you even when I think about that now and ask those questions, the universe didn't do anything to me. It didn't do anything to me then. It's not doing anything to me presently. I'm doing things to myself. And you need to ask yourself that when you think about all of the things that you go through, what are you doing to yourself? How are you trying to make that life that you have like now better? How can you encourage someone to be better? How can you encourage yourself to be better? How do you recognize the small victories of overcoming little little nuances of pain and have that eradicated from your brain? So that your mind could live freer. And when I listen to Dr. Napoleon Hill, he always talked about transmuting, changing one form of energy to something else. And the thing about our world is that so much is flying by us that we're not taking the time to transmute those pains into power that could help us move forward we transmute it but we make it darker and it brings us down and our lives seems to be heavier because of the mental weight that we're carrying the sun still gives you the light that it gives you regardless of how dark your mind may be or how bright your mind may be but it's what you do with the thought processes that causes one to heal no matter where he or she may be And when you're an adult, you watch children, they go through their little pain, but you're always there to comfort them. And once you comfort them, they're they're they're, they're actually consoled because someone is there for them. And as they get older, you try to teach them that 
yeah, life is going to be tough, but you have to man up, you have to woman up just so you'll be able to deal with the problems that constantly occurs in your life. And those are the things that you give to them, but what did you, now that you are in a position, what do you give to yourself to heal yourself? You can heal everybody else in the world, but you're not healing yourself. Then that doesn't make for a good formula. When when it comes down to function, you're not functioning healthy while everybody else around you appears to be functioning healthy, healthy, healthy. We're not making those decisions to live a life that's healing, a life that has been healed so that we can get out and accomplish our dreams. You got to be able to understand that when you wake up every morning, the smallest victory is that you woke up. And I know people don't really understand that, but I really wish that they would. Regardless of what you do or say or act, if you lay down, even when you take a nap, When you take a nap and you wake up, you have re-energized and you have restarted your life again within that same 24-hour span. So what do you do with it when you take that nap or you wake up? Well, you're supposed to be refreshed. Whatever problems you have, you hopefully you solved it. Let's just say you take the nap and then you're still the same. Because sometimes you got to realize that that happens. The next thing is, ultimately, you're going to sleep. And when you go to sleep for that amount of time that you sleep, all activity around you has faded away. And you permitted to have dreams in your mind. And it seems as if the mind takes you to another world. Sometimes it's troubling. Sometimes it's tranquil. Sometimes it's bright. And you're just in a dream state. Your mind sees things. Sometimes you may not dream, but everything is silent. But then you get up. And that's where the journey begins. A whole new journey with an old you. A whole new journey where you're not making your own self be true. And in order for you to overcome any of the anxiety that you have, whatever dreams that you have, you got to make sure that you take steps towards them. Because those are the things that are going to haunt you most. If you don't go and do what you feel powerfully in your mind to do in terms of trying to eliminate the fear, the desire to make something happen in your life, then you'll still be haunted by those memories. The main thing that you have to do is You have to find a way to heal. We all got to heal at some point of our lives. We can't keep carrying the burden of, I wish that these things were different. I wish that my past didn't happen the way that it did. Well, it did. And it's in your mind. And you can't undo it. But you can reconcile it with today and then be better today and do those things that are necessary for you to accomplish your dreams for today. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, the perspective that we take on life is a perspective that we take on life. It doesn't matter, like, if I come to you and we sit down and we die tribe for an hour or two hours. If you don't walk away giving your brain that mental shower that it needs, then the conversation's don't hold any weight. You have to be different 
every moment of your life in order to overcome the shortcomings of what we feel our innate ability is. There are some people that say that all human beings that are born are gods. In the sense of you can make up your mind and make your life the way that you want. Then if being a god is true to that element, to that level, then the level of execution has to be godlike. Meaning that if you're going to change anything about you, you got to change it because it's godlike. If you stay the same, then the godlike potential is not growing. You're only being human. You don't feel that you need to change or you want to change, but you just don't know how. Well, when you know how to change, then you'll change. Nobody can tell you how to change, but you can change. And the reason I the reason I think about this is because a lot of times when I think about a drastic change, I think about Lord Buddha, right? And I talk about this through the podcast because it still it still fascinates me to this day. How can a man be born a prince and have everything that this world could ever offer him? His father would give him everything that this world would offer him to keep him away from discovering what life truly is about. When when you have that kind of affluence and your dad has that kind of influence then you get an influx of people doing everything that they can to satisfy the need of that particular person. And this young man had everything in front of him. The, the, according to the history, the history onyx of his life, his dad was willing to give him the kingdom so that he could become a king and then have larger kingdoms. But internally, he wasn't understanding all of that. When he got to a point to where he was shown different things about how people live and what ultimately happens, that shocked him more so than anything else his mind could fathom. He was like, why would why would this happen? And the guy was saying, well, it's going to happen to everybody. It's going to even happen to you. And this like put him in a state of shock. Like, that's going to happen to me? Old age, sickness, and death? It's going to happen to everybody. What would make a man want to go out and find solutions to that when you have everything at your feet? When the opulence is infinite, wealth is beyond measure, what would make you want to leave that? Well, he left it. Because his mind wasn't healed. There wasn't the right solutions in front of him to make to ease the burden that he felt that he was carrying inside. And he walked away from all of that to go out and search for something that he didn't even know existed. And he made the world better because of it. If you're going to heal, what is it that you need to understand about your life 
that will make you do a 180 to leave all of that behind to go inside to heal what's in there and then come out with the solutions that would be able to help the world. You got to heal inside. And I remember when I was reading the book and then when I saw the docu-series, the extremity, the extreme that he went to uh, to try to find the solution to the problems that he has, that he forsake food, water, sleep, those things that people feel that they, got, they, they must have in order to do it. He went to the extreme to get it the solution and when he figured out that the extreme wasn't the solution because the extreme would lead you more so to death than anything else but he went to the extreme but going to the extreme he was able to come back to that middle path and say this is a way where the body and the mind can harmonize and be able to function well in the world and those extreme things really don't matter that's before he became enlightened things that he was discovering in his mind Let's just say for sake of argument, in your mind, you feel that the things that happened in the past can't be healed. Well, they can't be undone because they lie in the past and then they lie in your memory. But are you able to look at yourself and say, those things are me no more, that I'm different now? But when you say it, do you actually realize it? Not just visualize it, but your actions and your deeds help you realize it, and then you're able to move on. And I remember his friends telling him, like, you know, man, you broke the, you broke the pack. You, you eating now, and you doing all of these things, and there's no way we can follow you. There's no enlightened path because you walked away from the things that we, you know, deem to be the way to go. But he vowed. He said that well, no matter what I do. I'm going to become enlightened even if it kills me. When when you're trying to heal yourself, you have to go internally and, and there's a war in there that's waiting on you to help you to get past all of the things that kind of hold you back. And I remember when when I was young and I was trying to have these dreams and my environment seem to like choke the life out of the dreams you don't think that the dreams is possible but every now and then someone could drop a word to you to encourage you to go on but even if they drop the word you still got to do the work they can't do the work for you and if you're trying to heal yourself nobody can do the work for you I know we think that we that psychologists and therapists they can They can listen to you, but they can't solve your problem. They're not made to solve your problem. You're made to solve your problem. You just need a good listener so you can have that to bounce off of them onto you so you can solve whatever is internal because it's all internal. And I knew my problem was internal. I knew that everything about my, my destruction or my demise had to have been solved because it was all internal. And I knew that internally... If I wasn't going to solve it, it wasn't going to work. And then that's when writing came in. Because I was able to write, ladies and gentlemen, I was able to take that hurricane or those tsunami of thoughts, remove them from my mental well-being 
to balance me out to where I am now. And it it took it took all of that writing, it took all of that energy, it took everything for me to do to achieve that, to heal those things so that I could be able to function in this world. And you're gonna be confronted with the same thing. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter whether or not you have a billion dollars or you have no money. You still have to reconcile with who you are. There's a guy named Eric Thomas who he lived in abandoned abandoned buildings and he was homeless because he walked from the guidance of his mom home to get out there and struggle to make his life work. And then one day he said, like when you listen to him, he said, how can I change my situation? Because nobody's going to change it for you. You can eat out of trash cans all you want, but it's, it's when you realize like, I'm doing this, so how do I change that? Once you begin to ask that question, then the universe is going to yield to you because the universe don't want to see you living that way. God don't want to see you living in no pain. God is the author of peace. So in order for you to understand that internally, you got to get at peace with who you are. You can't help the skin that you came in. Nobody can can argue that. Two people get together, the body comes out, the spirit come out, and there you are. You can't change that. No matter what you do, physically you can't change the vessel that you came in. But what you can change is your mind. And after uh, Buddha became enlightened, his whole being had changed. He wasn't, and he would tell them that the person that you saw before this is not that person anymore. And wouldn't it be nice if you could just say, that person that you saw before is not that person anymore. And and be firm in it. And know that that person, that new person exists. Because that new person had been in that old person all along. It just took some internal fighting to eradicate all of those memories. To heal those memories and to become made anew. This is what we struggle with, ladies and gentlemen. And no matter how many books we read. No matter how many people we listen to, no matter how many conferences we go, if you're not changing internally, then it's all for naught. Once you can take those things that you read, those conferences that you go to, and you're able to sit down with your own thoughts and you're able to realize that these are your thoughts, then that's the only way that you can heal. In our world, I guess it's made for pain and healing. But ultimately, it's it's made for enlightenment that once you get past those things, that you can live a better life for yourself. You can live a better life for your wife or your significant other or your children or the work environment that you have. I'm even so deep to say even when you're driving home and this road rage thing is too many thoughts in the mind, rushing and everything, you know, coming together to, to distract you from who you really are. And, we, and we're blowing our horns at people before we even make it home. We're cursing people out before we can even get into the door of our, our domicile. But the true domicile of the mind is in the body, is in the brain. And it's all about how you connect the synapses the right way to not let so much of the pain of this world trouble you so much that you feel that there's no way for you to heal your own thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you for joining me in this podcast. I want to thank you for listening to me on Spotify, on Anchor, 
And I'm hoping that we can get to a point where the things that we see in ourselves, that we can begin to heal those things. And every guru that I ever read or listened to or every motivational speaker that I read or listened to, they always talk about the one thing. What's inside of you is what you need to solve. When you can solve what's inside of you, then the things that are external won't have that much impact on your psyche. And I think this is where we're trying to go. And I think this is what we need to make our world better, to make ourselves better, and to see this beautiful planet for what it is, the self-sustaining ball that is held by the gravitational pull of the sun that we get to walk on, drive on, mistreat with our own moments of living. The ones we can realize that we're actually in space and that for the human race to to really, really work, we got to really, really solve our internal dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And in closing, I have three, four. I'm adding a new one to what we normally have um, in my closing. Number one is Dr. Napoleon Hill. Number two is Antonio T. Smith Jr. Number three is Eric Thomas. And number four is myself. The first one, Dr. Hill said, if the mind can conceive it and the mind can believe it, then the mind can achieve it. You got to look for all those healings. You got to look for those moments to have the small victories of trying to heal your mind, not this enormous one that you got to undercome. Because if you can start chopping away at the small ones, then ultimately when you get to the big one, it'll be easy for you to do. So always clip off those small things. Antonio T. Smith Jr. said you can't plant better, you can't dominate. You still, you know, you got to plant better seeds in that brain of yours about overcoming these setbacks that you have or these mental lags that you have to pull you all the way back to memories that will make you cry in the present moment and you keep wondering why. You got to start planting those seeds to have those small victories and knock away those small weeds so that your mind can start planting better seeds and you can start dominating your life the way you need to. Eric Thomas said, make the best of your life. The rest may have the rest of your life be the best of your life. You got to overcome these mental weights that you have. You got to be able to understand that. Because those things are back there, it doesn't mean that they have to be here. So you got to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Because sooner or later, you're going to look up and you're going to be 60 years old and you're going to be mad. And you don't want that. Every day, you got to chip away at these small problems. So when you become 60 years old, you'll become a strong, mentally vibrant 60-year-old. That nothing can stop you because you understand that in order for you to grow, you got to eliminate the power, the thoughts, the negative ones that that are in your mind to grow you into that 60-year-old or that 70-year-old that's happy with life and and able to impart that to the younger generations. And last but not least, it says, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so, you can have anything that you desire. Ladies and gentlemen, we all got 24 until you die. You got 24. You got 24 hours to work on those negative thoughts. You got 24 hours to eliminate those memories. You got 24 hours 
to get your mind on a level to where you see the world as the most creative thing on the planet. You got 24 hours to realize that you got to maximize your time at pursuing your dreams, your goals, and those things that make you happy. But you got to take those small, you got to take those small negative thoughts that are holding you back and chop away and you got to keep cutting away. You got to keep cutting them. You got to get an axe, you know, you got to bang them. You got to do something to give your mind a shock to realize that you're overcoming every day. And it's not easy. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that it's easy. I've been writing for 19 years and it's not easy, but I kept at it. I kept at it. I kept at it. And you got to make sure that you keep at it, that you keep at it. And if you got to you know, listen to the motivational speaker, listen to the gurus. If you got to go to conferences, if you got to go to a therapist, if you got to go talk to a psychologist, if you got to talk to a philosopher, if you got to talk to a business person, you just got to make sure that you're putting the right information in your mind so that you can heal the mind. And then that you should be able to go on and do anything that you desire. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you. We appreciate you. And please share with me, share my, my podcast with other friends. Talk about the podcast as much as you want because I want the human family to be on the level that we can be able to give back to the young generation that is coming along. And I don't even know if we can really solve it, but we have to get our minds to a level when we wake up that we're so positive we feel that we can change and um, eliminate some of the burdens in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, peace.